And welcome to Good Vibrations Radio Tools for Transformation. Now, quantum physics tells us that we're all energy vibrating at different frequencies. And in Good Vibrations Radio, we bring you information that allows you to change the vibrational frequency of your life. We are your source for everyday alchemy. So you can turn the lead in your life into gold. Good Vibrations Radio is made possible through the sponsorship of Magic for Life, the promoter-producer of the Rota Psychic Fair. Now, the Rota Psychic Fair has been a constant in Monterey County for the past 34 years. Our last fair was October 21st and 22nd, and our next event is October 13th and 14th at the Monterey County Fairgrounds. I encourage you to sign up for the email list on rotapsychicfair.com and goodvibrationsradio.com so you can be notified of the upcoming events. Now, last week I spoke with Karen Noe, the renowned New Jersey-based psychic medium, spiritual counselor, and healer about her latest book, We Consciousness, 33 Profound Truths for Inner and Outer Peace. If you missed any part of that broadcast, you can visit the podcast page of Good Vibrations Radio. The link is on the homepage of the Good Vibrations Radio website. Before we get into the show, let me tell you a little bit about me. I'm a speaker, performer, reader, healer, radio host, and author. I've been a part of the metaphysical community all my life. My undergraduate and graduate degrees are in metaphysics. This show shares a variety of metaphysical subjects offered by those who, ex- who have explored those areas. Now, for those who listen regularly, you know I like to start each show with a reading from Day by Day with James Allen. In 1903, James Allen published his essay, As a Man Thinketh. Allen chose the title from chapter 23, verse 7 of Proverbs, which says, As a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. It was described by Allen as a book that will help you help yourself. Alan wanted all of us to know that in your own thought world, you hold the key to every condition, good or bad, that enters into your life. Your present reality is a direct outcome of your past thoughts, intentions, and beliefs. But your future is not predestined by your past. By working patiently and intelligently on your thoughts, intentions, and beliefs, You can remake your life and transform your circumstances. In Day by Day with James Allen, his essay has been broken into a separate section for each day of the month. For the fourth day of the month, James Allen shares, live in the solution. A person cannot directly choose his circumstances, but he can choose his thoughts and so indirectly, yet surely, shape his circumstances. There's a story of two twin brothers who are raised by an alcoholic father. One grows up to be an alcoholic. The other, who never drinks, 
becomes a successful lawyer. When the alcoholic is asked why he became a drunk, he answers that it's because of his father, who was a drunk. And when the non-drinking lawyer is asked why he became successful, he answers it's because of his father, who was a drunk. You see, same background, same upbringing, different choices. Live in the solution. A person cannot directly choose his circumstances, but he can choose his thoughts and so indirectly, yet surely, shape his circumstances. As the late Dr. Wayne Dyer shared, all of our behavior results from the thoughts which preceded it. So the issue to work on is not your behavior, but the thing that caused your behavior, your thoughts, live in the solution. I've shared many times that I have a series of prayers and affirmations I use each day to help me focus on positive thoughts. I do a morning and evening series of forgiveness prayers. I do a gratitude affirmation. I do ho'oponopono. I do unconditional love affirmations. And I collect a positive thought from the daily word produced by the Unity School of Christianity. The daily word from Monday, June 4th says, I am safely enfolded in the protecting wings of spirit. Through the drama of your life, draw strength from knowing you are a divine being. Each drama is a time to draw strength from your divine self, which is connected to the infinite. The divine wants the best for you, and you are safely enfolded in the protecting wings of spirit. Which brings us to our guest host for today. Kirilani is a healer and expert in vibrational numerology, palmistry, and tarot, and a bridge of light. She's also an alchemist with essential oils, teas, and color, providing custom essential oil blends and hand-dyed silk scarves to empower the personal vibrations of her clients. Her unique fusion consultations bring great insights and transformation. And she provides her unique Go With The Flow segment the first Monday of the month from 5 to 6 p.m. right here on Good Vibrations Radio. Let's welcome Kiralani and her Go With The Flow. Well, thanks, Elazar. And here we are already up to June in this beautiful year of 2018. So let's first uh, set the context because I think it's a – it's a good thing to do when we get at different checkpoints of the year. And here we only have, hmm, today is the fourth, right? So we have a little over three cycles of nine, a little less than three cycles of nine, um, of days left in this creative cycle of 2018. Now, 2018 is a year about unconditionality. It's Traditionally, in numerology, the energy of the Christ consciousness. But in this first year of that energy, during limitlessness, we are uplifting that energy beyond some of the limitations that were placed um, on that vibration. So it's uplifting it beyond suffering, beyond sacrifice, beyond the need to be the victim and the martyr. And in this year, it's been, the universe has been coming through, sweeping through our lives, 
and helping shine the flashlight on where are we playing those roles? Where are we choosing to be the victim or the villain or the martyr or choosing to suffer or choosing to sacrifice ourselves or others? This is the time in every moment, in every choice, to say, are we going to choose a new way of being in the world or are we going to keep digging the ruts a little bit deeper in those old patterns that really were not that fun and really do not serve us to have a joyful life? So as Solzar was talking about in the beginning, our thoughts, our beliefs, our feelings, they create our future. What are we choosing to invest in? And June is always a good time to do a little bit of a recalibration and check in with ourselves and say, what has this year looked like for us? This year that was meant to be about unconditional love and hope and trust and faith and inspiration, what has it been for you? Because that will give you a lot of insight into how to spend the next three weeks. This is the time of year where we plant seeds, where we spin dreams, where we allow the vision for our life to flesh out and become colored in a way that brings it to life. This is the time of great creativity and co-creation with the divine. So in June, we have this whole month that's all about expanding those seeds that we've planted already in this year. All the dreams and desires serve as those seeds. So in June, it's almost like you took the seeds, you put them in the ground, and June we're putting fertilizer on the seeds that we want to nurture and nourish and have expand and thrive. So when we only have a few weeks left, it's an opportunity to look at your life as a garden and say, what seeds have I already planted? What seeds did I forget that are still sitting in the package on the shelf and they never got into the earth? This is the time to say, are they important to me? Are those dreams and desires just a daydream, just a fantasy that's going to stay out there? Or are there something that I'm willing to put my action behind? something I'm willing to put my passion, my energy, my motivation, my uh, maybe a little bit of elbow grease behind. If I'm willing to do that, there's much more chance for them manifesting in my life than if they're just kind of this nice-to-have, airy-fairy thing. So June is a month of action. It's a month to take steps toward that dream, toward that desire, toward that goal. And they don't have to be giant steps. They can be baby steps. They can be anything that's a little bit, uh, it's got to be a little practical, I think, at this point. <laughs> um, to get the energy flowing is a positive step to take in this first month, month of June. First month, first week of June. Because June is all about being willing to change and taking those practical actions to change and do things differently. And sometimes you don't even have to know how I'm going to do it differently. It's just the being willing to. And then the universe will meet you halfway. There may be new people that come into our life. There may be opportunities that we didn't think of. 
just in changing our regular patterns to try something different. Because June is kind of a fun month. It's that month, think back to when you were a kid. You get out of school. You have freedom. There's an exhilaration that comes with June of saying, the sun is out. Let's go play. We actually have the feeling of summer for the first time on the central coast, I think, that we've had all year. Use that energy to help be that momentum, be that uh, flow of energy to uplift you, to uh, bring the wind underneath your wings, to get moving. So this is a month to explore. So whether it's going down to the beach and going for a walk on a different path than you've gone to before, or trying a new restaurant, or uh, reaching out to someone you haven't done something with before and say, let's go explore, let's go find something new, let's make life an adventure. Because as we do that, we grow, we change. And June, if nothing else, is about embracing change. So if you find yourself clinging to the old ways of doing things, stop and breathe and say, what am I willing to try different? What am I willing to try new? June also brings the energy um, that, because it's a, a five energy, it brings in the five senses, the five bodies, the five elements. So as we look at these last few weeks that we have to work with the creative energy, working with those elements, working with your senses, to tie to whatever these dreams and desires are that you have in your life adds to the power of your creation. So if we look at some of the vibrational tools you can work with to align to this energy of June, we have uh, for aromatherapy and flower essences, lemon, which is very uplifting, now, lemon is an interesting one. I think it's uh, one very accessible. You can, you can use fresh lemon or get the lemon essential oil. Lemon helps us with focus. And in a month, it's going to go really quick. That five energy is very fast moving. Um, it's like a little bit like a windstorm. So if you um, need to get a lot done, Lemon is a good thing to work with. You can just squeeze it in your water. You can put it in a diffuser. Um, it helps with focusing on what's important in the next moment so you can fit more into the day. Cardamom, great oil for really letting go of um, any inner anger issues, any overwhelm you get from intense emotions. If you get kind of emotionally chalked up or you have a hard time expressing your emotions, they're very inwardly focused, um, or they come out in anger, cardamom is a really powerful one to work with for transformation. And then um, kumquat, <laughs> surprisingly, is a really powerful one for uh, uplifting and providing more cheer in your life. So those are some of the aromatherapy um, and also sage. So sage is a good cleansing. So whether you smudge with it or you can get it in essential oil, all of those are great ones to work with. Um, if you're not familiar with essential oils, give me a call. I would love to share more 
about the doTERRA oils. They are they are harvested in a way that are very much in balance with the planet and honor everyone in uh, from those who grow the different herbs and plants that go into the essential oils to how they're harvested uh, and brought to you. So they're very pure, beyond organic, and uh, very potent for spiritual, emotional, mental, and physical work. So the colors you can work with in June, I love, my favorite ones, are pink and raspberry and sepia. And then some of the stones that you can get um, that help just connect you to that energy is carnelian, blue lace agate, and chryscola. So I like working with the stones. Either I'll wear a pendant or I may have a little pocket stone or have a stone that I bring and have on my desk. And uh, I realized I have this um, egg that's carnelian, and people will come in and they'll sit down at the desk and they'll just pick up the stone and start playing with it and pass it from hand to hand. And when they do that, they're helping to calibrate their bodies to that energy for the month. So um, all very helpful tools, practical tools to work with because the more we're in alignment with the pulse point of the energy, the more we can go with the flow of the energy and use that energy versus trying to swim upstream or fight against it. Right now, um, the knee, there's a, there's a benefit to conserving and our focusing our energy on that which is going to bring us what delights us versus just you know dealing with putting up with things or really fighting it because that's dissipating our energies. So those are some of the tools we have to work with. And we've got a lot of really powerful energy days as we go through June. Um, in this year, that's all about that cosmic conscious energy, that energy of inspiration, of love and light and truth and life force. Uh, there's a lot of power going on. And uh, yesterday was a big power portal day. We have a series of these that go throughout June that almost um, are pearls on a strand that are strung together that carry that vibration through most of the whole month. So they, it started yesterday. Uh, the last one happens June 24th. But it's this consistent opening of new beginnings. So when we talked about June being all about change, that power of change sweeping through your life, if you're one of those people that really doesn't like change, it's time to get with the program. Because if you spend all your energy clinging to the banks of the river, you just exhaust yourself. It's time to let go and embrace your freedom and that freedom that comes with being willing to change, being willing to let go of what you thought was true, what you thought was right, and find a new truth. Allow yourself to be reinvented in each moment. And as we do that, it, we give permission to the universe and our soul to open to things that are even better than what we might have been holding on to and clinging to from the past. The other series of energy that flows through the month 
um, aligning with many of those same portal openings of new beginnings is the master lover's energy. And this is asking us to look inside, to take our divine feminine, which represents our creative aspects of ourself, and our divine masculine, which is our manifesting aspects of ourself. And whether you're in female form or male form in this life, you carry both of those energies. This is the time to have them come together in union, to come together in harmony, to have that sacred union where we leave separation behind. That is part of the flow of this energy for June through these uh, portals of new beginnings. It's also a portal of coming back into union, into the I am consciousness, of leaving behind this illusion of separation that we are separate from God, we are separate from the divine, we are separate from our souls, and realize that that was really a lie. That was an illusion. And if we embrace that the divinity never left us, that the creator never left the creation, then we create a new beginning based on that foundation. So that master lover energy, if you look at a tarot deck, you can pull out the card for the master lovers. It represents that union. And as we come into union within ourselves, between our masculine and feminine aspects, our creative and manifesting aspects, we create a new foundation for the types of relationships that we draw into our life or to allow healing to occur in the relationships we have in our life that are male-female relationships. Because many of our um, conflicts in relationships come from the wounding within us between those male and female aspects. So this is a good time to work with um, inner work, going into meditation, and healing those things, bringing yourself back into a state of, of really high balance. And as we do that, we open up to be able to hold higher vibrations. So there's one of those days on June 5th. Um, there's another on June 14th and also June 23rd. Uh, very powerful. We talked about those openings of the portals of new beginnings. We have one of those that was yesterday, June 3rd, um, again on June 12th, and June 21st, and June 23rd. So on June 21st, that is on summer solstice. So what a perfect time at the height of the light to have this portal of new beginnings of the I am consciousness where we're really asking the mind to embrace the spirit um, and open to more of that light. It's a beautiful lead up to summer solstice. Ah, Let's see. And then on June 6th and June 15th and June 24th, we have these um, vibrational codex days that are Days to awaken, um, they actually kind of go in, shake us up, 
shine that spotlight and help us align to this transition to the cosmic consciousness. So um, big days really going throughout June. So if we look at that and we say, how do we take the best advantage of it? Um, having as much time outside in nature is is beneficial because with that budding energy, it reminds us constantly of new beginnings. See all the things that are growing and thriving around us and see yourself as one of those plants or one of those seeds in the field that's sprouting and reaching toward the sun. So that helps. Having some time in meditation outside, solar meditations would be very beneficial leading up to the summer solstice. And um, then I also wanted to point out on June 28th, it's our seed, it's one of our seed of God days. And this is a day that reminds us that we are made of the very fabric of light and love and truth. And as you look at the seeds out there growing in the fields or uh, anywhere <laughs> with all the with the rain that we've had, you see all these things thriving. You are like that seed that is planting this most beautiful future for yourself. So what are you going to pack into that seed for your month of June for this last few weeks that we have to work with the creative cycle? What do you want to create in your life? What do you want to create in this world? And then consciously on June 28th, maybe even do a little ceremony with yourself of planting consciously those seeds into the fertile ground of creation and really be nourishing those seed as you work through this time in June so that you're lined up for us to launch into the manifesting part of the year in July. So I did want to also remind people that on June 29th, um, Solazar will be conducting the quarterly preview at the Elks Club in Monterey. Um, so uh, he will be doing the Tarot, Joyce Day Muse will be doing the Astrology, and I'll be there doing the Numerology. It was a pretty rousing um, last three months that we had, so I'm excited uh, to see how the three disciplines come together as we launch into the manifesting cycle of this year. So uh, it certainly hasn't been... Um, without an awful lot of interesting fanfare, both in the heavens for the astrology as well as the numerology. So, uh, Solazar, I think those are the things that I had to share for June. Do you have any questions or or comments? Oh, not a, not. A, I'm sorry. Comment, sure. This is a this is an interesting month because this month starts out still still reeling from the two uh, major things that occurred last month. One was Uranus's move into Taurus and also the closing full moon in Sagittarius, which created a significant number of impacts and aspects uh, throughout the Zodiac. So what I think I'm hearing from you is the same thing of, of that we're actually building up this month. The energy is kind of building as we travel through the course of the month. 
and get further on down the line. And that's where we are astrologically as well. As I mentioned, uh, Friday, March 30th, you mentioned the quarterly preview coming up on the 29th, but on Friday, March 30th, we held the quarterly preview for April, May, and June with the astrology, numerology, and tarot. And at that time, I drew the Three of Rainbows as the card for June. And the title of this card is Guidance. And Rainbows is also about the material world around us. So this card is to remind us that all the guidance we need is found within our intuitive self. We need to stop looking externally. And our inner guide, our Dharma, is our own inner Buddha. And often we don't want to look inside and listen. We we doubt and we we second guess and we turn away from listening to our own inner guidance. And this card says for this month, you can trust your inner guidance and following your inner guide will make you feel more whole and more integrated as all these aspects and changes occur throughout the month. So trust yourself. Avoid smothering what you've created with too much attention or too many restrictions or by imposing too many conditions. Now, May was about patience. So we still want to carry that patience forward into this month and then remember to trust ourselves and listen to your inner Buddha. Now, last last Tuesday, as I mentioned, May 29th, we had a full moon in Sagittarius. Now, Jupiter, which is currently retrograde in Libra, is the ruler of the full moon. And at the time of the full moon, it formed a trine with Neptune in Pisces and Venus in Cancer. So he had this beautiful trine of those planets. And a trine is a harmonious karmic connection. And Jupiter and Venus are known as the benefics, the most beneficial planets in the zodiac. No matter where they're placed, they're trying to offer aid to each of us as they, as they offer their energy. So they provide both beauty and harmony and love and attraction and luck and growth and wisdom and expansion. So together, those two planets provide us all of that. And then when you add Neptune and Pisces to that mix of the trine, so we have Jupiter and Libra, Venus and Cancer, and Neptune and Pisces, you add the magic of dreams and healing and intuition and the collective unconsciousness. And that full moon was about finding the meaning and learning the lessons in your life. We have to really remember that that the finding of that meaning was about each of us finding our own truths, especially based on where Sagittarius is resident in your natal chart. Sagittarius is the truth seeker of the zodiac. We have a tendency to seek meaning in life. We've been subjected to too many hollow platitudes that everything has meaning from too many hollow proponents of buzzword metaphysics. So while everything in our life is sacred, it becomes sacred to us only when we understand the lesson built into it. Otherwise, it's not sacred because we have to get the understanding to understand the sacredness of what occurred. So if we don't internally explore those lessons, it simply remains an event traumatic or otherwise. So Sagittarius wants us to explore the big questions of our lives. Now, what I've noticed since that full moon is that there's been an unease in everyone. 
something is uneasy with everyone. It's not something they can define. It's not something they can fully understand. But it's that uneasiness because Saturn is pushing and prodding with those trines, not Saturn, but Sagittarius in that full moon energy was pushing and prodding with the trine of Jupiter and Venus and Neptune to make us take a look at all the things we consider foundational in our life and and look at whether they're true or not. Are we living up to our own words? Are our words in line with who we are and what we believe in our own principles? And if they're not, we need to get them aligned. Either our words are wrong, or our principles are wrong, or what we believe about ourselves is wrong. And we need to know that in order to go forward. There's no one truth to everything in life, and there's personal truth to everything in life. So the full moon in Sagittarius is still using the the energy that really carries through this week is an opportunity to honor the seeker of truth inside each of us. Now, you may not find the ultimate truth, but that doesn't mean stop looking for it because the ultimate truth for each of us is the ultimate truth for each of us. Our truth, our ultimate truth is personal and individual. So stay on the journey of seeking, and that's the message for this month. Use your inner guidance. Keep waiting for your teacher to appear because once we're clear on who and where we are, our teachers appear in all manners and shapes. And when the student is fully ready, the teacher actually disappears. Because once we've absorbed and integrated the information we need, the teacher is no longer needed. Now to see which area of your life is most impacted, check to see where Sagittarius falls in your natal chart. I'm gonna share some information that's very specific. If you know your rising sign, Here's how this this transit of Uranus in Taurus, which I, I kind of blew by quickly, is going to impact you. So for Sagittarius, I'm going to do that first for the moon. Your first house is the house of self. Your second house is the house of material possessions. Your third house is the house of communications. Your fourth house is the house of home and family. Your fifth house is the house of pleasure. Your sixth house is the house of health. Your seventh house is the house of partnerships. Your eighth house is the house of reincarnation, sex, and mystery. Your ninth house is the house of philosophy. Your tenth house is the house of status, goals, career. Your eleventh house is friendships and social awareness. Your twelfth house is endings, undoings, and subconscious. Recognizing that Sagittarius is still that full moon energy from last week is still working wherever Sagittarius is resident in your natal house. Now let's jump. I kind of crossed the line a little bit back to the Uranus and Taurus move. This is a big shift that happened last month. We had Uranus in Aries since 2010, and it was there to disrupt and tear down. And, and break everything apart. The last time Uranus was in Taurus was in 1934. 1934 to 1942. Now that's the thick of the Great Depression and the New Deal. That led to major federal programs and institutions such as such as Social Security, you know, 
uh, and and programs that that really kind of formed the basis of a lot of the buildup of our society as a result of uh, as a follow-on to World War II, and it provided continuous resolute protection for the citizenry. And now we've gone through a period of undoing that. And most of us have not lived through the Uranus and Taurus, but there still are people out there who have. And this latest journey in Aries was from March 2010 to May 2018. And that was Uranus, which is kind of that agent of chaos and revolution and the most fiery, impulsive sign in the Zodiac. And during that time, what we saw is, is we had unavoidable upheaval that's clearly signature, excuse me, the signature uh, example of that was our 2016 election in this country and what's gone on since then and the teardown of our democracy and our system of government and our representation by someone who is a consistent narcissistic liar and who clearly tears down and breaks down anything that's represented by his predecessor who he reviles and also anything that is helpful for people, but he builds up anything that he can personally benefit from. That is exactly what our our representative federalist democracy has been uh, designed to prevent. And yet, the systems are not working. The checks and balances are not working. So now that Uranus has moved into Taurus, it's an opportunity for grounding. It's an opportunity for shifting on a much more sound level to come back, to build up the things that need to be built to create a stronger foundation. And if your sun or rising sign is in Aries, your personal resources, your money, your earning capacity, your talents and skills, your self-worth and your values are going to be significantly changed and impacted by Uranus and Taurus. Uh, Uranus and Taurus, that's right. If your sun or rising sign is in Taurus, your identity, self-image, and appearance are going to be dramatically impacted. If your sun or rising sign is in Gemini, your self-defeating behaviors, your dreams, your your timeouts, your self-sacrifice are going to be challenged, upheaved, and recreated as a new foundation. If your rising sign or sun is in cancer, your friendships, your organizations, all of your wishes and dreams are going to be turned upside down and reestablished. If your sun or rising sign is in Leo, your career your role in the world, your relationships with your father, if your father's still alive, or maybe a re-examination if your father is not, is all, once again, going to be turned upside down because this is the agent of chaos and then rebuilt and reestablished. If your sun or rising signs in Virgo, your belief systems, your outlook on life, uh, the role of training or higher education, legal matters, publishing, long-distance travel, people, culture, and foreign places are all going to be turned upside down and challenged to establish a new foundation. If your sun or rising sign is in Libra, joint resources, investments, sharing, your debt, intimacy, taxes, insurance, sex, death, and mortality are going to be shifted, turned upside down, and need to be reestablished. 
And remember, we have seven years of this transit. Your sun or rising sign is in Scorpio. Your one-on-one relationships are going to be challenged. If your sun or rising sign is in Sagittarius, your day-to-day patterns, your work habits, your diet, your exercise, your health, co-workers, your service are all going to be torn up, reestablished with a new foundation. If your sun or rising sign is in Capricorn, your creative self-expression, fun, children, romance, risk-taking are all going to be examined. And being a Capricorn, as you know, I'm not, I'm not a Capricorn, but Capricorns are the least, the most risk-averse, the least risk-taking of the Zodiac. So this will be challenging them to take some risks. Your sun or rising sign is Aquarius, your home, your family, bloodline, relationships with your mother, past or present, are going to be turned upside down and challenged. And if your sun or rising sign is Pisces communication, short-form writing, learning, technology, vehicles, short-distance travel, and siblings, all of that will be turned upside down and recreated and established in a new way. So all of us are being pulled by these energies going on around us right now. And they're creating that sense of unease because all of them, starting from the Uranus movement to Taurus, to the full moon in Sagittarius and the trines and other aspects that accompany that, were actually challenging us under the surface to go ahead, especially with that Neptune, to go ahead and re-examine our truth. The truth that we live by, the truth that we believe we are, the truth that we've built our patterns, our habits, our routines, our friendships, the truth that we've built our life on, we're being challenged to examine that to see if it's really true for us. That's what's creating the unease. So it's a very heady time in this month of June as we start to feel the pulls of these energies. By the end of the month, we'll have a certain sense of more comfort with some of that, but we'll still be operating with that unease going on. So as we prepare for the coming changes that are going on and we go through our search for truth, remember, it's important for each and every one of us to live in the solution, to not get caught up in the depression or dark thoughts or negative thoughts. Be ready for the new discoveries and accomplishments. Be patient. Be prudent. Listen to your inner guidance and definitely take action on shifting those areas that you believe upon examination are no longer serving you because we do sow what we reap. And as I close, I want to once again share the anonymous poem from Empower Astrology. In the midst of hate, I found there was within me an invincible love. In the midst of tears, I found there was within me an invincible smile. In the midst of chaos, I found there was within me an invincible calm. I realized through it all that in the midst of winter, I found there was within me an invincible summer. No matter how hard the world pushes against you, within you there's something stronger, something better pushing right back. Whatever you give, do so from your heart. If you haven't already, In this month, open to your inner shaman. 
Practice being non-judgmental. Practice being in balance. Practice holding your experiences as sacred. Do your daily practice of gratitude by saying, thank you for everything. I have no complaints whatsoever. Choose to express love in all your encounters. I live and practice loving kindness in all situations. Accept yourself fully. I accept and love myself unconditionally. Open yourself fully to love using this affirmation. I surrender all to love. And express and heal your self-love by practicing Ho'oponopono. I love you. I'm sorry. Please forgive me. Thank you. You're not the victim. You have a choice. Thank you for listening to Good Vibrations Radio. We'll talk again Monday from 5 to 6 p.m. when Dr. Arnie Buss will be with us to share his interpersonal communication tips on speaking of listening. And until next week, remember to turn the lead in your life into gold. Many blessings. Namaste. Oh.